The Hope FM Breakfast Show, brought to you by Creative Dental Clinic Budapest. Get the dental health you and your mouth deserve. Visit creativedental.eu. That's creative, starting with a K and ending with a V, dentalclinic.eu. And I'm delighted that joining me with this morning is Rob Simons, who's the partnership manager for Green Pastures. Good morning, Rob. Good morning, Ian. How are you? I'm fine. Um, what, what area of the country are you in? Well, it's quite a large... Well, we're actually based in Cornwall, so we're in Campbell in Cornwall. Uh, quite far down, not quite as far as Penzance, but uh, not far away. Uh, and I suspect your weather down there is probably similar to here at the moment. <laughs> it has been. We haven't seen any rain this morning yet. Um, just looking out the window, no, we're still overcast, but no rain. Uh, well, we're going to be certainly with uh, strong winds and light rain. I don't think the umbrellas are going to help us much in that. <laughs> well, I think autumn is here. Autumn is here. Well, I'm delighted that you could join with us today uh, to talk about green pastures. So we need to help the listeners understand a little bit about what green pastures is. So give us an idea. Okay, so Green Pastures is a charitable Christian organisation that was um, set up in 1999 and it was set up by um, an amazing chap, very inspirational chap called Pastor Pete. And the idea is, um, the end mission, if you like, is um, to see homelessness ended in the UK. So sounds like quite a large challenge. You could say that. Um, Yeah, (laughs) but currently... Uh, in the 23-year history that uh, Green Pastures have been going, over 10,000 people have been housed. Um, that's a massive amount of people. Currently, we have um, just over 1,500 residents uh, currently in the UK. Um, and there are 150-plus charities and churches, Christian organisations that are currently partnering with us. So, yeah, it's, it's quite large. So, wh- when it started... We're talking about a fairly major vision and certainly a fairly major task to get that underway. So just practically speaking, how did Pastor Pete negotiate that beginning? <laughs> it's, it's, it's quite an inspirational story. If any of you get the chance to go onto YouTube, there, there are quite a lot of stories um, that, that follow his his um, his inspirational life um, and currently there is a book coming out as well so so we should be able to find out as much information as we can but just to give you a snapshot so in Southport up near Liverpool um, Pastor Pete was there and he was uh, in his church congregation and um, was talking about the, the people that lived under the pier so I don't know if anybody's been to Southport but the pier goes out quite a long way into the sea but strangely it also comes in quite a long way inland um, which creates a roof, um, and and I guess if I was in a homeless situation, it would be somewhere that I'd be heading to stay out of the weather, and that kind of thing. But um, Pastor Pete would go and visit the people there, talk to them, pray with them, and offer them food, and then he would offer them some shelter in the church when the when the weather really got bad. And uh, at one church service, I think he mentioned that you know we really need to be doing something here and putting our hands in our pockets to help these people. And he was challenged by somebody in the congregation who said, okay, you're asking us to do this, but what are you going to do? Uh, and he was very challenged in that and, and reminds us of the, um, the Good Samaritan story in the Bible. And he um, got his, uh, he surrendered or cashed in some of his pension and another, and the other co-founder, uh, Vicky Woodley, 
remortgaged a house and together I think they got a sum of £27,000 and with that money they used that to purchase the first property and they housed um, some of those people that, that were ready to be, that, that were you know available and uh, able to move in. And, and this kind of just spread out, people caught the vision for this um, uh, and they didn't want to walk by as a religious leader. They didn't want to walk by as, um, you know, the Pharisee. They wanted to be the Samaritan, and, they, and people put their hands in their pockets and started to invest into this. And then, you know, slowly but surely, <laughs> the, the houses came, and, and other individuals decided that they would take these houses on and support the people in there. And it's just grown and grown. And now, you know, our, our job, if you like, as uh, partnership managers, and I just need to say that, uh, my wife and I share this job role. Um, so my wife just stuck her head in into the room, um, and I just want to say I don't do this alone. Um, but the idea is to inspire churches, Christian organisations, and, and we are one of those. Um, and we can get to that in a minute because we are also a partner with Green Pastures. That's how we started. Um, but yeah, to inspire and encourage churches and Christian organisations to, to do that very same thing is to there are there is so much need around. And I feel that, the, you know, the church is an answer, you know, they, it, and um, yeah, so it's about inspiring um, and just really feeling that, that we are the hands and feet of Jesus and, and we need to be reaching out to, to those that really are in desperate need. So great story that it started there in Southport, Southport. Um, yeah. I, I do have uh, vivid memories of visiting as my hometown is Sheffield. Yeah. Uh, so okay. I used to trip across there uh, occasionally. Um, so I, ca- I can see how his hands can be on a situation and, and buy properties in Southport and manage all those uh, but did it stay in Southport or was it able to mushroom out of that and how did that work yeah so um, what came about was the first partnership manager um, and that was uh, a chap called or is a chap called uh, Rory Pageant Wilkes who's, who's now a director of Green Pastures but he would have been the first partnership manager so he was his job if you like was to reach out far far and wide from Southport and, and just venture out into the rest of the country um, and, and very quickly the, the, the vision uh, caught hold of a few people and, and as Rory's job would have been there would to be inspire other churches and Christian organisations so he would have gone on a road trip um, in short um, and went to visit lots of people and there would have been connections to Pastor Pete being a pastor and he, he would have known other people in different organisations um, there, there were other towns that said, hey, if, if you can do that in Southport, you know, is there any way we can do that here? And they, they kind of scratched their heads and thought, well, how do we manage other places that are in, you know, in different parts of the country? So that's where the idea of inspiring other people and, and um, growing growing the organisation and, and finding the need for to, to, to send missionaries out, if you like, um, and going searching for those that... that uh, uh, feel that, 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 that and they came across lots of people that were that were willing to do that and um, they uh, you know most every town uh, in this country will have a have a problem with uh, people that are homeless um, uh, abs- yeah. absolutely including here uh, in in Bournemouth before we have your first piece of music so uh, yeah. started in Southport it, the partnership manager there inspiring other, other people uh, Pastor Pete raised thousands of pounds they invested it in a property and, p- and p- put it in um, yeah. was that the model that was rolled out in other towns because he, he did that or, or 
or they did that as individuals and put the money in the pot in order to buy the property. But that's quite a big challenge. As it moved to other towns, a big challenge for individuals to take that on board. So just explain how that might have worked. So they came up with the ethical investment idea and and people, there's lots of people that are willing to help um, and help comes in in various different forms. You can give of your time physically, you can give uh, financially um, and you can give in prayer. Um, And lots of people were praying about this, lots of people were offering to help and that's where churches came in and and the volunteers within the church organisations. And then there's the ethical investing. So the the, the model is that if you would, if you have money that you would like to invest, such as Pastor Pete would have had his pension money, for instance, and he decided that he would put that in. So that is exactly the same as investing. He was investing in that first property. He was investing in those people. Uh, and so the, the model is that if you would like to invest some money, you can choose your return, your interest return, which is quite unusual. You can choose anything from uh, 0% to 5%. All you have to do is, is have a minimum of £1,000 and invest it for a minimum of two years. And then you can claim the 5%. Now, 5% is, is, is a good return. But, but the beauty of this is your money is actually helping somebody rather than just sat in a bank and gaining 5%, if, if you like. And maybe you can get more than that currently. But it's not doing anything necessarily. And it might be doing things that you might not be happy about. <laughs> But um, this is, you know, ethical investment. Your money is not just sat there doing nothing. It's actually helping people. Um, and it's helping the very people that we might walk through town or, or you just see sat in doorways thinking, well, how can I help this person? I don't really feel that I can go to talk to them or sit down with a coffee or don't really know how to start that conversation. But through Green Passes, there is a way of helping those people um, in a way that maybe only you can, you can do. And that's where the whole investment comes in. So they use that, then that investment goes into loan stock. And then obviously that gives them the ability to purchase the properties and they would uh, be purchasing those cash or they'd be um, using 50% mortgages or, but they're, you know, they're, they're out there trying to get these, these properties and get the people housed. So, yeah. And that was the afters with I Will Fear No More, a choice of my special guest this morning, Rod Simons, who's the partnership manager for Green Pastures. Uh, now, Rob, we've been talking about uh, houses and how these are funded, how Green Pastures uh, started. Uh, but apart from being a partnership manager, uh, you're in partnership also because you were one of the people that actually created this potential because suppose it's not really about houses it's about the people that you look after so do you want to describe that for us absolutely yeah you're absolutely right in um so wow um it's been a bit of a journey actually um my, my wife and i um when we first got married, we'd ex- experienced a loss of job, um, uh, illness, that kind of and that kind of thing, and so you know, lots of kind of life challenges. Um, and we also found ourselves as um, food bank users. So we were visiting our local food bank. Um, we were kind of jobless and uh, struggling, as I said, with illness. 
um, and we used the food bank, and it was it was ama- it was amazing, really, because there, it, it, we really felt that we we weren't exactly on our own, even though it was our own our own storm, if you like. But but there were people around that were willing to help us, and we did have our, our church family as well that that supported us. Um, but very quickly, um, Sarah got a job as. Uh, of all things, the food bank manager in the food bank. So, so what had happened? Things had changed, and it was almost like God had God had called us into something, but He was calling us into it out of out of a lack in our own life, if that makes sense. So, what was driving us was was what we'd experienced, and and God had, had kind of kindled all those broken pieces together. And, and reignited a fire of passion in our hearts to help people go through an experience that we'd, we'd known and, and we'd been in. So Sarah was managing the food bank, and then I was a, kind of at a loose end, f- feeling better and feeling that, you know, maybe I could go back to work. And, and we decided to open a community interest company, which was probably about 30, 37 pounds to open. You set up um, articles of association and memorandums. It all sounds a bit technical, but actually it was fairly straightforward. And we became what's called a community interest company. So we, it was a, a, an organization that's fo- that whose focus was on the community. And we were interested in those that were struggling financially, those that were in recovery from drug or alcohol addiction, and elderly, and just people feeling lonely. Um, so it, it was good because the connections at the food bank, we were seeing people come in, uh, but the, the the food, the lack of food was not necessarily the problem. It was a consequence of their larger issues that were going on, the larger storms in their life. So it gave us the perfect opportunity to sit and chat while they were waiting for their food parcels. And, and we got into some amazing conversations and just heard the heartfelt struggles that some of these people were going through. So we set, so the organization that we originally set up was called Helping Hands. Um, and so the idea was that we would help people. Um, so that's, that started off helping people inside their own homes. And then we really felt a, a call of God to move. We moved towns and um, we really felt God called us into helping people even further. And that was to help them to, to have a home. Um, and, and very quickly, we thought, well, how can we do this? And we came across an organization called Green Pastures. Uh, we emailed them, um, started to have contacts with their local partnership manager, a chap called Martin. Um, we built a strong relationship with him, and he talked us through the process of what that might look like. And then we became partners. So we took on a five-bedroom house. Um, we, we didn't we didn't have a penny as an organization when we started out with this so it was, it was really unusual so what what i'd like to put across is don't think that that you have to have loads of money in order to do this okay helping people shouldn't shouldn't cost if you like you know if god is in this then god will provide he will have all the provision for you so please take that on board because we we literally had no money yet we'd, we just secured a, a, a five-bedroom property. Uh, we'd opened up that very quickly. We had connections through um, another job role that I had, which was a support worker working in supported housing, looking after and supporting um, people coming through drug and alcohol addiction. So I had some experience. So it wasn't like, you know, we didn't have a clue what we were doing. We did, but we, we also, the main thing is, is a heart to help. So... 
we we took on our first house and uh, we filled that up very quickly. We actually made direct contact with our local rehab in the area. Um, and what happens in rehab is uh, people will come for detox for four weeks. They then get offered um, to go uh, on to re- rehab, which is uh, between three and four months uh, of, of staying in a rehab center, um, obviously being completely clean from drugs and alcohol. Um, and then uh, getting on a program, and generally they follow a 12-step program. Um, and when they've come into that system, they've come away from where they were originally living and their social network. But when they come to the end of this three or four months, there's there's not much option. If there's no housing, further housing to go on to, they could end up going straight back where they were, which, which is a massive temptation um, for them. And, and really hard, I feel, to, to break that cycle if you're going straight back into it. So we became the move-on property for that rehab. <laughs> so we offered uh, a five-bedroom property uh, for individuals to come and live in a shared commu- community living, uh, shared bathrooms, shared uh, kitchen, laundry room, but obviously their own bedrooms. Um, and it's just somewhere where we then could help them so we offer them a safe place. So that was the point of it, because we'd also changed our community interest company name to ARC Safe Space. And it is um, a representation of the ARC, if you like. So there were many rooms in the ARC. And what we decided does, was the ARC was a very safe place for those people and Noah and, and his family. Um, and the idea was to create safe spaces so that people then had a bit of peace of mind to be able to work on the challenges that they had in their lives with with support, obviously, uh, from us. So we'd, we'd, we'd had many, many people from many backgrounds come through there as well. And, you know, you, 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 can, you can help as much as you can, but obviously the person needs to want that help as well. So I'm not saying that, you know, we're here just to, you know, it's easy and we can just pick people up and dust them off and support them and everything's okay. There, there needs to be that willingness in themselves as well. Well, whichever way you stitch it, it's absolutely great news that you were able to uh, put all that together from uh, from small beginnings. And actually, you're living proof of how that green pastures model uh, can work. And if people uh, are interested, uh, your example is something uh, that they might want to follow. Um, if people want to know more about Green Pastures and about how they might be get, want to get involved and ask advice or whatever else, um, how should they make that contact? So we have uh, a website, greenpastures.co.uk. Um, and if you go onto their website, it's fairly easy to find if you were to just go into a search bar, but Green Pastures Housing. Um, that will come up. There are sev- there's reams and reams of information um, for people to get involved in. There are live active buttons for people to press should they require any further information, either on ethical investing or housing the homeless. Um, a huge partnership. Once you become a partner, there's a huge login page for partners, and it takes you through all the resources, so all the paperwork, everything that you will need to know, uh, legalities, um, uh, yeah, uh, kind of policies and procedures, all that kind of stuff. So it's it's almost like it's the, the work's done for you. <laughs> all green pastures are asking is that you have the heart to support those people, and the rest 
Green Pastures provide the property, Green Pastures provide the resources, and an amazing, and I can't emphasize this more, an amazing support team within Green Pastures. So you'd have your other partnership managers. So we have uh, a few of them all over the country. So we can always ring them. You're a group of people. You're not out there on your own. We've got an amazing admin team. And and the and it, this is not um, it's not an organisation where you you don't feel as though you can talk to the CEO or the or the the founder if you like. Um, so the CEO is Andrew, and Andrew is uh, Pastor Pete's son, and they came for a visit down to see us in Cornwall just uh, just a couple of weeks ago. All oh, right, and it was amazing to see them. They're so they're so full of inspiration and caring and they sat us down and said i mean pretty much the first words were are you okay is there anything you need and and i I just fail to see this in in any other organization i'm not saying it doesn't exist i've Mm. not experienced Mm. experienced it for myself hope fm your community radio station